Welcome to the Inclusion Think Tank podcast brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE. As the name suggests, this podcast will discuss inclusive education and most importantly, why it works. On today's episode, we welcome our guest, Brittany Seely. Brittany is an inclusion facilitator with NJCIE. During our conversation, we will discuss mindfulness as it relates to inclusive education. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast presented by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Brittany Seely, who is an inclusion facilitator with NJCIE. So welcome to the podcast today, and I'm happy to have you, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Brittany? Hi, Arthur. I am looking forward to it as well. Thanks for having me. Can you share with us what led you to become an inclusion facilitator with NJCIE? Sure. So um, again, my name is Brittany Seeley. Um, I was hired to work on the grant side with technical assistance uh, in the northern part of New Jersey. Um, so prior to that, I, I was a special education teacher. Um, you know, I taught with emotional, behavioral um, students with uh, significant mental health needs um, over in Pennsylvania. So this is yeah, I live in New Jersey, so I was looking for something that is a little closer to home, and um, this really aligned with my values and morals with including all students in to New Jersey school districts. I'm really excited to, um, you know, have this these conversations and, and myself learn a lot more about inclusive education as I was born with a disability. So um, being included in classrooms was something that I was always a part of. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to uh, be a part of NJCIE and, and the work that they're doing to um, make it make education better for all students, for sure. Excellent. <clears throat> yes. So um, the first question I have for you is, um, can you tell us what does inclusive education mean to you? And uh, how would you define inclusive education? Um, so first and foremost, I mean, inclusion is is a human right. I mean, it's a human right to be fully included in, in our society. And, you know, when you look back at the history and the legislation with Americans with Disabilities Act or the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, um, you know, these are requiring schools and agencies to provide that equal educational opportunities for children with disabilities. So I guess for myself, inclusion means all students belonging, um, being a part of that mainstream, not feeling different or being excluded. Um, if I could define inclusion, I would say all students that you know are accepted and a valued member of their schools, um, there being no labels, you know, students having access to high quality education standards and expectations and getting their needs met by all staff with the appropriate accommodations and modifications. So um, I often think to myself with some of our secondary high school students that are ready to graduate and transition into the community, you know, there, there are no separate grocery stores or malls or restaurants just for adults with disabilities. Um, that's not the world we live in. So schools should be no different. You know, we live in a, a world that allows access for all people, regardless of their disability, race, sexual orientation, um, you know, to go about their lives and schools should really be no different and should include all. I love what you said that there are no um, 
you know, special stores, grocery stores for people, just for people with disabilities. But yet, um, you know, oftentimes they are kept separate in schools. So it's like, how do they, how, how do students with disabilities and even the students without disabilities, how do they know how to interact with each other when they don't have that experience in the classroom? So where you're supposed to be learning <laughs> uh, life skills and things like that. So it's uh, really important that you mention that and uh, make note of the importance of creating that inclusion, um, that inclusive environment in the schools so we can uh, be more accepting of others uh, when we're out in the public. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. So um, the next question I have for you is, what would you say uh, an inclusive classroom looks like? What does that look like to you? Sure. Um, I would say an inclusive classroom, you know, is a classroom where all learners are engaged. Um, they're being treated with respect. You know, the staff in the building um, are building relationships, uh, that sense of community. Um, you know, they're circulating and meeting the needs of students, even if it's individually, you know, the individual has unique and different needs. Everybody can accommodate them and meet these needs. Um, you know, collaboration is definitely key among staff members using universal design of learning, multi-sensory instruction, use of accommodations and modifications or station teaching, you know, having peers work together. Um, so just really a cohesive, flowing, well-oiled machine <laughs> is, is our goal. I don't know if we're there yet everywhere, but I think that that is the, the long-term goal is to walk into a classroom and, and see it just all working cohesively. You know, you mentioned everybody working together because it's like, that's how you, you know, you have to do the team. <laughs> everybody has mm -hmm. to work together and collaboratively and just, um, you know, that that's really, really so true. And I know for myself, I learned a lot from my peers, as you mentioned as well, uh, where the teacher didn't always make sense to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, the other students in the classroom were able to say, like, okay, here's here's how I think of it. And it actually made sense to me. So, yeah, yeah having the peers um, engage with each other, the students engage with each other and uh, learning from each other. I think that's a, a very key and important piece as well. Mm -hmm. um, what would you what would you say are some of the challenges that are associated with inclusive education? So some challenges I, I think that, you know, our staff um, and districts um, are faced with is, you know, that the training, um, you know, that professional development around inclusion may not be at the forefront. Um, you know, I think fitting it in uh, is tough. Um, this can be creative divide, I think, amongst educators and not create for that cohesive, inclusive classroom. So collaboration and time for collaboration is, is another thing. Just having that time to meet with regular ed, special ed, special areas teachers. Um, you know, if this is not had and communication is not open, I don't think that we will see a successful outcome. Um, another challenge could be the lack of resources to meet each unique learner's needs. Um, some schools may not have access to that. So I definitely say, you know, first and foremost, the training and professional development around what inclusive is, what it should look like, um, that collaboration and time for collaboration, and then just the lack of resources. Yeah, that's uh, lack of resources is key. It's really, um, you know, you often hear that a lot of times when referring to school districts and um, teachers also saying, you know, a lot of times mentioning that the uh, you know, if they had more resources, they could do a lot more. So 
um, yeah, it's important to, um, to mention that. And, um, I, I was really excited. I prepared for this interview. I looked at your, um, your bio on the website and saw some, um, some of the great things that you're, uh, involved in and, and you, uh, mentioned that um, mindfulness training is one of those things. I'm really interested in the mind. I uh, graduated with degrees in psychology. And um, so mindfulness is something that I'm, I'm really interested in personally. And I thought that would be a good uh, topic to mention during this interview. So can you talk about uh, a little bit about mindfulness training and how it can be used in, um, in a classroom for inclusive education? Sure. Yeah, this is um, an area that I've, I've just always been passionate about. I, I've seen it implemented and I've seen the positive effects from it. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of people that may not understand what mindfulness is. I didn't at first. I thought it was more of that meditation. You're, you're sitting in the yoga pose and meditating. And, and I know I can't get my, my mind to, to do those things. Um, <laughs> so when I had training in mindfulness, you know, it really opened up my eyes to see what more it is um, and when you ask in the classroom, what does it, you know, what does it look like with inclusive education? Um, you know, the use of mindful practices can reduce anxiety, it can reduce stress, which can be interfering with the student's ability to achieve success. So you, you're really helping to train the student's attention to the moment and not the past or the future. Um, and this can provide multiple benefits for all of our students. Um, I think practicing this together can build community relationships with other peers um, and just being aware of one's thoughts and feelings. You know, mindfulness can build emotional, social intelligence. It helps with that focus and attention and, and can improve our memory. Um, you know, especially with coming out of a pandemic, there's just our thoughts are everywhere, including staff. So I've always encouraged staff to participate in mindfulness and it can be a few times during their day, it could be in the morning, the afternoon, right after lunch, um, but it is effective. I think it regroups everybody, gets everybody back on task and uh, focused and ready to learn. Yes, and the stress reduction piece of that yeah. is so, <laughs> is so <Big>. true. And <laughs> I've, yes, I'm, <laughs> I, I can, I, I've never been a teacher and it's, it's not for me. Um, and I, I knew that very early on in, <laughs> in life that, you know, teaching was not for me, but I can't imagine the, the stress that's associated with teaching and um, knowing that you're responsible for so many uh, human beings at one time. And uh, so it's, it's, it's important that, yes, the students can also practice the mindfulness techniques and then also the staff and teachers and staff uh, practice it as well, uh, because it really has a way of... Um, of calming you and, and really just, um, you know, preparing you for your day and for the tasks that you're uh, about to face in the classroom, which again, can be very stressful for sure uh, mm -hmm. as a student and as, as a staff member. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, people always told me that I should be a teacher, but I'm like, no, it's not, not for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there are people that it is yeah, for, and, no. and, yeah, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so um, yeah, so I'm I'm really glad that we um, you know, that we brought that up, and and hopefully, you know, someone who is listening can really um, you know, look more into that. And as you mentioned as well, uh, coming out of this pandemic, and uh, students have been virtual learning for you know for most of the last school year, and they're um, 
in New Jersey, hopefully going back to in-person learning uh, in the fall. And, you know, it, it's it's a, another change for, for the students and for the staff. Like everybody's back to, uh, you know, to in-person learning. So that can provide some unexpected stressors, I guess you could say. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so, so a way to uh, just get everybody back and centered and, and all of that is, uh, you know, could be very uh, beneficial to the uh, learning environment. Um, yes. So, uh, so, you know, to, to wrap up, um, can you share with us uh, what is one thing that you feel that could be done in every school to better improve uh, the inclusive uh, education setting? Sure. Um, I think just modeling, you know, ourselves, um, modeling fairness and inclusivity in our own behavior on a day-to-day -day basis, whether we're an administrator, a teacher, a paraprofessional, you know, maybe I work in the cafeteria or I'm a part of the custodial staff team, I'm a secretary, um, you know, just modeling what, what it looks like so that students and other staff can really see that and start implying it themselves. Um, educating staff and giving them that opportunity to collaborate and work together for the betterment of their students, you know, and building those relationships. Um, you know, it's all about that school climate and the more positive and, you know, we, we build it like a community. We have everyone engaging with each other. Um, you know, the, the better, I think we will all be, um, you know, we're all together on this. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are all together in this. That is such a great way to. Uh, to wrap up this conversation. And, um, you know, I, I really am excited that uh, you have joined me today and have shared your, uh, your knowledge in this area of inclusive education and how, um, how mindfulness can be beneficial in the classroom and just, um, just offering your, your piece of information about um, how we all can be uh, more inclusive in the classroom and not just in the classroom, beyond the classroom, outside of the classroom, in the community, and it all um, it all does connect together in some kind of way. So um, you know, so I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to join me today, and um, thank you again. Thank you, Arthur. Thanks for having me. This yeah. was great. Yeah. We thank you for listening to this episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast. This podcast is brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube or Spotify, and don't forget to follow us on social media at NJCIE. Until next time.